with Cope Notes, you get peer support in your pocket. Daily exercises, encouragement, psychology facts, and more sent straight to your phone when you least expect it. This isn't a counseling session. This isn't a therapy app. It's the best first step towards a healthier brain, thinking healthier thoughts. With just one text a day, you can train your brain to combat negativity, worry, panic, guilt, shame, grief, insecurity, and more. All for less than $10 a month. To learn more, visit copenotes.com. That's C-O-P-E-N-O-T-E-S dot com. Listeners of the Resilience Podcast get 10% off when you use code RESILIENCE. Now on to today's episode. If you have butterflies in your stomach, invite them into your heart. This episode is dedicated to the wisdom of Kelly McGonigal from her book, The Upside of Stress, and why stress is good for you and how to get good at it. This is the Resilience Podcast 323. I'm Cecil Ledesma recording live from Austin, Texas. It is so beautiful here. It's Tuesday, May 3rd. Imagine for a second that you work for an organization with hundreds and hundreds of employees and you're about to give a presentation to the entire group. The CEO and all the board members are in the audience. You've been anxious about this talk all week and your heart is now pounding. Your palms are sweating. Your mouth feels dry. What is the best thing to do in a moment like this? Try to calm down or try to feel excited. When Harvard Business School professor Allison Wood Brooks asked hundreds of people this question, the responses were nearly unanimous. 91% thought the best advice was to try to calm down. You've probably thought to yourself the same thing. You told yourself or others in moments of stress that if you don't calm down, you'll blow it. This is what most people believe. But is it true? Is trying to relax the best strategy for performing under pressure? Or is it better to embrace the anxiety? Try to calm yourself down or try to get excited? Allison Woodbrooks decided to test which response was optimal. She brought people into her lab and had them prepare to give a speech. She had half of them say to themselves, I am calm. Others were told to embrace the anxiety and say to themselves, I am excited. And guess what? Although they both felt nervous, the group that embraced their anxiety and told themselves they were excited felt more confident and better able to handle the pressure. And most importantly, they gave better speeches. As McGonagall tells us, people who watched the speeches rated the excited speakers as more persuasive, confident, and competent than the participants who had tried to calm down. 
with one change in mindset, they had transformed their anxiety into energy that helped them perform under pressure. Although most people believe that the best strategy under pressure is to relax. Whether it's a student facing the most important exam of her life or a professional athlete facing the toughest competition of his career, welcoming stress can boost confidence and improve performance. We'll look at how embracing your anxiety can help you rise to a challenge and even transform a typical fear response into the biology of courage. Here's another context. Everyone has an Everest, as in Mount Everest. Whether it's a climb you choose or a circumstance you find yourself in, you're in the middle of an important journey. Can you imagine a climber scaling the wall of ice on a section on Everest and saying, this is such a hassle? We're spending the first night in the mountain's death zone and thinking, I don't need this stress. The climber knows the context of his stress. It has personal meaning to him. He has chosen it. You are most liable to feel like a victim of the stress in your life when you forget the context the stress is unfolding in. Just another cold, dark night on the side of Everest is a way to remember the paradox of stress. The most meaningful challenges in your life will come with a few dark nights. The biggest problem with trying to avoid stress is how it changes the way we view our lives and ourselves. Anything in life that causes stress starts to look like a problem. If you experience stress at work, you think there's something wrong with your job. If you experience stress in your marriage, you think there's something wrong with your relationship. If you experience stress as a parent, you think there's something wrong with your parenting or your kids. If trying to make a change is stressful, you think there's something wrong with your goal. Just another cold, dark night on Everest. That's what someone said to Aaliyah Crum as she was struggling late one night working on her dissertation doubting whether she had what it took to get it done. Imagine a climber complaining about conditions on Everest. Mm -mm, not going to happen. It's all about the context of meaning we create for ourselves as we face our Everest. And this is what I want for you. And you still have time to make today your masterpiece. Let's get after it. Let's get to work. That's it from the Resilience Podcast. See you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time. And thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things. Actually, uh, three. One. I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. 
and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.